Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Sound and Worship Podcast. My name is Justin and I, uh, oh man, I've got a lingering cough. Um, not one that's painful at all or anything like that, but uh, that would explain uh, why <laughs> we didn't have an episode last week. And man, I don't know if you guys have ever had a cough like this where you're not sick anymore, but uh you like if you breathe a certain way you sound like you're about to either cry or laugh and i'm just coughing so if i pause it sounds a lot sounds like i'm about to cry or laugh i'm probably not doing either one i'm probably just trying not to cough but anyways uh hadn't gone into extreme detail of what has been going on in my life but i have given a little bit of an overview of course we had a precious little girl that uh, she's actually finally fallen asleep in my arms. That's been a challenge a little bit, uh, as any newborn is. But also, we ended up getting COVID. So that was not fun. Thankfully, our symptoms weren't terrible. Uh, they were much lighter than a lot of people I've heard. So very thankful for that. Um, and my heart goes out to you if you uh, have had COVID and it's been worse than than I had it. Uh, It's not pleasant for sure, Uh, but I'm not going to get into that. We'll talk about more pleasant things. I really just wanted to hop on. Uh, I, I honestly, going through that the last week and a half or so and of all the other things going on in life, I just didn't have time nor did not feel well enough to record a podcast for for uh, last Monday. But here I am today and um, just wanted to kind of touch base with you all. Um, I did want to pull up a post that is in our Sound and Worship group. Um, I posted it there. I'm actually scrolling to it right now okay so i just want to go through this real quick i don't have anything um super well planned out this time but i did have an idea for (laughs) wow i do have an idea for next week though uh if you guys decide to put up with me again uh and next week i really want to get into the uh, lack of creativity in the most popular Christian music of today, or CCM. I think that's an episode that I could really, I would love to flesh out, provide some evidence for my points on that, and just kind of talk about how great it is when people write really meaningful worship music that you can tell is not cookie cutter and it's not using the same you know, lines over and over again, um, especially just lines that seem like, you know, they're really designed to sell or to do well on the radio. So we'll get into that next week, most likely. This week, um, I'll just talk about our Facebook group. I don't know if you are in it or if you've joined it or I've even heard of it, but if you haven't, I encourage you to join and I just want to go through a post that I'd put together. I think it's something that we could keep in mind 
um, just from something that I've been seeing uh, in a lot of circles who discern worship music. Uh, I think it's something that I have to watch myself on for sure. And it, it really, really the post goes like this. I, and I try to be funny. I, I don't know. <laughs> Half the time when I do that, it, it's a flop. But uh, I just put attention. You know, if your views on worship music are not perfect, please remove yourself from this group immediately. See below for more details. And of course, I did not mean that. I go on to say, this is obviously a joke, but I want to make this point as a way to ensure fruitfulness in the conversations in this group. We cannot be dogmatic on each worship artist when it comes to supporting an artist or not. While there are some ministries that are in serious, unmistakable error, like Bethel, there are some we are going to have to agree to disagree on. The point of this group is to think about the worship music we use. That is more than most churches do. Some might say a certain artist has gone too far, while another may say the same artist has a great history and we should give them the benefit of the doubt. For one to pretend he has the exact perfect view on worship music is to be pretty bold. That's quite a claim in my opinion. I say this to say that I'd like to discourage the major accusations from one member to another. Now if someone is spreading heresy, that is one thing. But many times, one honest member may hold a different, yet respectable conviction. I've seen members of this group accuse the group as a whole of being self-righteous, hateful, and other serious charges. I've had to remove members for doing this excessively. Let's not forget that there are over 1,400 members in this group. One member does not speak for the entire group. I believe as Christians, we ought to be able to have meaningful conversations without purposefully insulting others based on non-heretical views. These are worship artists, not doctrines themselves. Please consider this. What do you want to get out of or put into this group? What impact do you want to make? May the conversations, may the great conversations continue. And that's really the point uh, that I wanted to make was that you know, it's easy for us to think almost systematically about worship artists. And I get that, you know, in some ways that's not a terrible idea. But uh, it can get to the point to where, you know, you almost want to bring out a chart or something and, and start listing out uh, each artist and uh, rating them on a scale from 1 to 10 based on uh, 10 different questions and then, um, I, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty like a pretty daunting task, pretty subjective too. Uh, you know, even in denominations, we're going to have differences that are not of primary concern, but we have differences. Uh, you know, I have friends that are, uh, you know, they hold the Pado Baptist view. I hold the Credo Baptist view. Uh, I've been studying that a lot lately, lately as I've been challenged to do that. Um, and that's been a, a good thing for me to do. But I, I consider my Pado Baptist friends, I, I consider them brothers in Christ, uh, straight up. And I, I don't think there's a direct parallel here, but in that kind of line of thinking, we're going to look at worship artists and think, wow. Uh, you know, one person's going to say, wow, they, they partnered with who? 
Like, why would they do that? Uh, what is the explanation for that? Um, and they may not get an explanation. And that, that just may be all that they, they, they might just not listen to that worship artist anymore. And another person might say, well, wait a minute. This person has put out 50 songs and they've now they've partnered with one questionable group or one even heretical group. Um, why would they do that? Uh, do they not know that this group is heretical? Do they not, you know, I don't know, but they still have this great history. Um, I, I'm going to give them some more time. That that kind of conversation is going to happen. And, you know, we, we need to be respectful of each other's views because this is not debating over, uh, like, a primary doctrine. Like, it's not a debate over the Trinity, Right, we're we're talking about worship music artists. Um, I think if we get to a point to where, you know, we start thinking, oh, I I I listen to this artist, this artist, this artist, this artist, and I'm not budging on that. I I'm not going to consider any other view at all. Uh, I am locked in on it. You can't change my mind, and I'm the only one with the right view. Uh, that's a pretty dangerous place to be. Um, we're talking about worship music artists. Uh, you, you know, we can't put them on pedestals like that. Um, these are people who make decisions. A lot of the times, we don't know why they make the decisions that they make. And honestly, though they've chosen to put themselves in the public spotlight, and so we have the right to to look at their public ministry and comment on it and uh, either encourage people to uh, partake from that ministry uh, or not to. But we also have, most of us, have not put our views out there publicly in, in a major way. Uh, we don't have someone following our every career move or anything like that. So it's a little bit different. Uh, I think we need to keep in mind that if people were to watch our lives, um, really, really closely, they would probably find some things that they strongly disagree with. And I don't know. We just have to be thoughtful about it. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't, obviously. I mean, this is sound and worship. This entire the existence of this movement, or whatever you want to call it, is to look into worship music and to not accept the status quo, to not... Uh, just play Bethel Music's music because it's the most popular and everybody knows it and all the reasons that it's played. That's something I firmly stand against because Bethel puts himself in a place that's not even close to borderline. What I'm talking about is artists uh, who do things we disagree with. There's one artist I'm tempted to bring up, but I'll tell you, every time I do... Uh, I'm, I'm automatically just called harsh or too judgmental or something like that. I'm going to refrain from bringing this group up. The overall point, honestly, of sound and worship is to get people to look into worship music, to really look at the lyrics, to examine them, to make sure that they're, that they align with what scripture teaches and that they are 
God glorifying, that they are written to glorify God, that they are coming from sources that also don't teach a false gospel or other crazy false teachings. That's the main goal. It's not that we all line up on exactly the same list of artists or anything like that. Uh, I try to make that clear on the website too, uh, especially, you know, like on the playlist page. I have a, a list of, of about 100 or so songs that I'm going to keep on adding to and taking away from. And even on that page, I try to make the point that this does not mean that all these worship artists are perfect. They're definitely not, just as we're not perfect. And the list could change. I could find other artists that are my favorites. Uh, you know, it's made up of mine and, and people from the group's suggestions as well. Um, when we get to a point to where we're, we're starting to act like I have the only perfect list of worship artists, and if you play this artist uh, who has had some questionable, made some questionable decisions or some decisions that you disagree with, uh, we get to a point to where that is of utmost importance or that we actually think we can make a perfect list of worship music, that's where we're in trouble. That's why I always say it's a balance. It's a balance of caring about worship music and being intentional about it and ensuring that it is sound and true and it's singing about the truths of God um, and what, what our Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. It's about singing about those truths and not singing about falsehood, obviously, and examining where the music comes from. You know, we wouldn't sing from a Mormon uh, source or a Jehovah's Witness source or a Muslim source. And honestly, I wouldn't sing from an NAR source. Uh, they're somewhat comparable. I mean, honestly, it's all false teaching. I just want to hop on and, and talk about that for a minute. And uh, like I said earlier, I'll be putting together another episode really, really soon about writing really creative worship music and what not creative worship music, unfortunately, has turned into. So I mentioned a couple of things on this really unorthodox episode uh, in which I hope that you please go listen to other episodes if you're, if you're a first-time listener. It's usually way more put together than this, but hopefully you understand why. But I mentioned a couple of things. Uh, I mentioned the playlist page. Uh, if you're new to Sound and Worship, head over to soundandworship.com slash playlist, and you'll see a list uh, from Spotify, Amazon, and Apple Music, and a few other playlists there, of uh, basically of songs that are from artists to uh, are considered Sound and Worship's favorites. That's from me and the group. Uh, and then that brings me to the other thing that I mentioned was the group. So when I say the group, I'm talking about the Sound and Worship Worship Music Discussions group on Facebook. There's over 1,400 people in there now, uh, and we have some really good discussions. Uh, it's um, I like to think it's a group that uh, is, is a lot more focused than on a lot of other groups, honestly, that would claim to be Christian groups. I'm not trying to diss, but it's a, it's a really good group of, of thoughtful people that I've learned a ton from. Uh, I love hearing, uh, you know, how people look into worship music in ways that are different than mine, uh, but ways that I've actually learned from, or, um, you know, you may have something to share as well. So 
head over to the group. Uh, you, you can find it on Facebook again. You search for uh, Sound and Worship, Worship Music Discussions. If, uh, y- if you do that, please answer the questions uh, to get into the group. I have to, de- to decline a lot of uh, requests where someone just hits the button to join the group but never answers the questions, or they only answer two of the questions and not the third one or something like that really basic questions Um, you know it's not like a church membership class or anything like that it's just some questions to get into a Facebook group where we talk about worship music and we have the goal of not acting like we know everything but also have the desire and the goal of looking into worship music so head over there right now and you guys have a great rest of your week see you next time